everybody, and welcome back to the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea in the days ahead, it's required. I'm J.R. Briggs, and today we're going to explore the topic of our language and how our language impacts our mindset about the future. Let me get right to the point. We are not going back to normal. Let me say that again. We are not going back to normal. This is not some blip on the radar for us. This is not just a weird few months in the spring of 2020 and that's it. Now, it is a few weird months here in the spring of 2020, but that's not going to be it. I strongly believe that what we've gone through with the coronavirus and its impact on us will continue to have an impact on us now and long into the future and how we act and think and respond and see the world in the future. Now, that sounds pessimistic. That sounds a little doom and gloom, and I don't intend it to be that way. In fact, despite the sobering reality of millions of confirmed cases around the world and tens of thousands of deaths in the United States alone, I'm actually incredibly hopeful about the days ahead. I have deep expectancy and hope, and we need to hold reality in one hand and hope of the future in the other hand, and clap our hands together. That's what resilient leaders do. We hold those in tension. But as I mentioned in episode one, this has touched every area of our world, from business to higher ed, to economics, to the prison system, to schools, to how we think about interacting socially with one another. I'm convinced this will not last weeks or months. It will impact us for years to come. Uh, many businesses won't make it. I believe there will be dozens, if not hundreds of colleges that can't keep their doors open as a result of this. We can't change that fact of some of these factors in our world that are happening. So what are we going to do about it? There is so much that's out of our control, but what is in our control is our response to all that is happening. How we respond is something that is always within our control as humans and as leaders. We can't control other people. We can't control the economy. We can't control what the virus is going to do. What we can do is respond to that. Now, I refuse to use the phrase like, we, when we get back to normal, or even the common phrase that we're hearing very regularly on a daily basis on the news and with others, the new normal. I don't believe that there is a new normal. I don't believe there will be a new normal. Instead, I believe instead it will be a new reality. Now, some are using the term, which I kind of like, the now normal, to describe their everyday shelter-in-place existence at home, uh, of doing all that they can to maintain good physical, emotional, uh, mental, relational health each day, to care for those in our limited and surreal situations that we find ourselves in, and we can find our own now normal and we won't return to the new normal. We won't, we won't return to normal or have a new normal. And some of you may be sitting there thinking, ah, come on, JR. Isn't that just semantics? Aren't you just splitting hairs here? Why does it matter that we don't use the phrase, the new normal or getting back to normal? Well, a couple things. I, I'm with Leonard Sweet on this. Leonard Sweet said uh, as well that there won't be uh, going back to normal. But he said the good news is that if we're followers of Jesus, we're not called to do normal. We never have been. In fact, I, I talk about this on a future upcoming book that I'm writing with Zondervan called The Sacred Overlap on this very idea that we're not called to be normal people as Christians. 
But because words matter and words create worlds, we need to think carefully about our language, especially the language we use as leaders, because language matters significantly. And in ministry and in church leadership, every church is now a church plant and every pastor is now a church planter, whether you like it or not. I'm going to say this again. If you're in ministry or in church leadership, every church is now a church plant and every pastor is now a church planter, whether you like it or not. I hope you realize it. First of all, you may not like it, but that is your calling now moving forward. And even if we could go back to normal, I want to pose two questions for you. The first one is, do we even want to go back to normal? Do we even want to go back to the way things were? There is no greater time for us to think about the normal that we had in the past than right now. I've talked to many leaders and pastors that I coach, and they have admitted to me, many of them have said, I actually have really enjoyed this time, despite the uncertainty and the scary realities of what this could look like moving forward. Uh, my family is eating dinner together more than ever. We're going for walks together. We're making great memories together. We're doing things together we, we just haven't done together in years. Do we really want to go back to normal? Even when it comes to the places that we lead, this is a beautiful time because the reset button has been pressed. So what might it look like to dream, to re-envision? There's no better time to think out loud, to imagine, to dream together, to try something new, to throw things against the wall and see what sticks. So to pose the question, do we even want to go back to normal? And second of all, yes, we all are going to come out of this at some point in the future. We will all be affected and impacted, but we will all come out of this at some point. Every crisis ends at some point. So here's the question I want to pose to you as well. What kind of story do you want to tell as you look back on this time? Years from now, what do you want to remember about how you responded this time? What do you want to remember about how you invested your time? As I mentioned in episode one, think about the areas that have been impacted, right? Education, prison system, higher ed, economics, business, supply chains, hospitals, meeting in groups, music, sports. Um, even the concept of work is changing, right? Working from home, office cons- configurations in corporations and buildings is even being rethought as we speak. Even the way we spend our money or how we spend our time or who we spend our time with is already shifting our mindsets. How we think about hugs and handshakes and physical contact, the basic human element of how we interact, all this is being rethought at the moment. So if we don't talk about a new normal, you might think, so what do we call it? What do we call it instead? Well, I've already spoken about this, uh, this idea, this phrase of the new reality the language of the new reality. And maybe to make it a little bit more in depth, we could use this three-dimensional language that uh, the organiza- one of the organizations I work with called Fresh Expressions uses is the now reality, the next reality, and the new reality. The now reality is what do I need to do today? Uh, what, um, what do those around me, my family, what, what do we need today or this week. Uh, But the next reality is, what about the next few weeks of our response, of reflection and response, and what what needs to get done just to to survive uh, in this stage? And then the furthest one is this new reality. Uh, How do we think resiliently, courageously, creatively, and compassionately down the road, thinking in terms of years? Who do we want to be? Who do we want to become? And this is that time where the reset button is being pushed that we can be thinking about 
the now, the next, and the new reality. Again, preparation is more important than planning. Um, when you plan, it's because you kind of know what's coming. You, you have a good idea of the, of the future. But when you get derailed from that plan, uh, you are in worse shape than if you had no plan in many senses. And so preparation is where we have to do the hard work of preparing ourselves for many different options. And this is crucial to keep in mind. As we think about this, we, we kind of need to, instead of wear bifocals, in some senses, leaders uh, here who are looking to be resilient need to be wearing trifocal glasses. There's a nearsightedness at the bottom of our, uh, of our lens. There's midsightedness in the middle, and then there's farsightedness at the top. And we must be moving our heads as leaders and moving our heads and our eyes up and down to scan our different environments with different lenses, different areas of our lenses, and the near, mid, and farsightedness. We, we've got to be people who pay attention and to notice and to reflect in this season. Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric, came up with 10-10-10 decision-making. And this has been really helpful for me in the past, and I think even more so in the future. It's where you ask these questions. Will this matter in 10 days? Will this matter in 10 months? Will this matter in 10 years? Now, as a kingdom leader, working with other faith leaders, I want to add a fourth question to the 10-10-10, and it's, will this matter in eternity? We have got to constantly be keeping eternity in the forefront of our minds as we're going. So ironically, right now, these questions may seem impossible to answer. And in some ways they are. We don't know what's going to happen 10 days from now. We don't know what's going to happen two days from now. But it's important that we build up our resiliency muscle to be asking those questions. Will this matter in 10 days, 10, 10 months, and 10 years? I want to encourage you all to sit down in the next few days and journal through these questions. Will this matter in 10 days, 10 months, 10 years, and in light of eternity? If you aren't a journaler, I want to encourage you to start journaling as a leader. Your future self will thank you. I think your present self will thank you. I have journaled more every day uh, over the last six, seven weeks than I have in any other period of my adult life. And I'm really glad. I want to be able to look back months and years from now, not just what was going on in the world, the journalistic things that I can Google. What was I feeling? What was I thinking? How was I processing all of this in the moment? I don't even remember what I was doing last Tuesday. And so it's really important for me to mark this and then to go back and to read it in the future. So I want to just encourage you to be thinking about the language of the new reality, the now, the next, and the new reality, and to realize as leaders, we're not going back to normal and we shouldn't try to because it's in the past. We need to be looking to the future. Thanks for joining me today on this episode. And if uh, I hope you'll continue to join us in the days ahead as we learn together. If you found value and benefit from listening to this podcast, would you do us a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It would mean a great deal to us. Also, you can sign up for something that I put out every other week. It's called Five Things in Five Minutes. It's an every other week resource that's sent to your inbox of the five things that I believe every leader should know about. And good news, because leaders lead full lives, it'll only take you five minutes to read. You can subscribe at kairospartnerships.org slash newsletter. That's kairospartnerships, K-A-I-R-O-S, partnerships.org slash newsletter. This podcast is produced by Joel Limbowen at Onalim Productions. Visit onalimproductions.com for all of your video and podcast needs. If we can partner with you and your leadership to help you navigate the new reality, let's talk check out kairospartnerships.org. The leaders be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry, and keep leaning in and learning.